In this presentation, we will discuss the question of, can you claim the student loan interest deduction? This information can be found in publication 970. Can you claim the deduction? Generally, you can claim the deduction if all the following requirements are met. First requirement, your filing status is any status except married filing separately. Like many credits, this one is restricted for married filing separate, and this is going to be my rationale of why the restriction happens. If the IRS was to allow people to file either married filing joint or married filing separate and then have the different benefits that could be there for different types of credits, they're afraid that there could be abuse of the system. So therefore, when we are married, we have the restrictions of how we're going to file. So the normal single or head of household filing statuses that we could have possibly when not married are not typically there when we are married and the only options we typically have when married then is to file married filing joint which would be the the way we would be expected to file by the irs or married filing separate but we lose a lot of benefits if we file married filing separately so just be aware of that next item no one else is claiming you as a dependent on his or her tax return so you're not being claimed as a dependent on another tax return. You are legally obligated to pay interest on a qualified student loan. So we're talking about the student loan interest. So you have to be legally required to pay the interest on the student loan. You paid interest on a qualified student loan, meaning you actually paid the interest on the student loan. So it's not the requirement was there and you fulfilled the requirement by actually making the payment. Remember that we're more on kind of like a cash basis method. Uh, most of the time as in the re with regards to this payment as well back to the text claiming you as a dependent another taxpayer payer is claiming you as a dependent if he or she lists your name and other required information on page one of his or her form 1040 or form 1040 in our line seven so if we take a look at our test tax re tax return our test 1040 then of course if someone is claiming uh, anybody else here under the dependents line then they would be a dependent so if someone else was claiming us as a dependent on their tax return in essence using our social security number on their tax return then it's quite possible that we would not then be able to file our own tax return and claim this uh, credit or this deduction for interest payments let's take a look at an example example one during 2018 josh paid 600 interest on his qualified student loan only he is legally obligated to make the payment. No one claimed Josh as a dependent in for 2018. Assuming all other requirements are met, Josh can deduct the 600 of interest he paid on his 2018 Form 1040. Let's just take a look at an example in our test 1040. We have the simple single individuals, not named Josh here. We're just going to use a similar type of example, however. If we scroll down, we've got the income. We're saying income is 30000 Total income then thirty thousand and the adjusted gross income what it's twenty nine four hundred why is it twenty nine four hundred because there is an adjustment we made that on schedule one if we go to schedule one then this a new schedule from two thousand and eighteen scrolling down we'll see on line thirty three we have the student loan interest deduction so that's where it goes student loan interest deduction we have the nice little worksheet here which is going to be the student loan interest worksheet and in essence uh, we have the six hundred we'll take a look at the worksheet at a later time there's the 600 which then pulls over to the 1040 scrolling through the 1040 you can't actually see it on the 1040 because they tried to 
minimize. I think they try to take as many lines out of the 10 Ford as possible. So we have the 30,000 and then it's reduced by those items on schedule one to the 29,400, which is a benefit because that's going to lower the taxable income. And then we're going to subtract out the 12,000 standard or itemized deductions. Note that the interest is not a standard or is not a standard or itemized deduction. It's not an itemized deduction, in other words. And that means we're, we get a benefit from it even if we're not itemizing. So that's why it's still a, a good thing to have. If we have student loan interest, we don't have to be itemizing in order to get the benefit for it. It's going to be what sometimes is called above the line deduction, or maybe now it's going to be called a schedule one deduction, uh, which is going to be an adjustment to income up here. So that means you're still going to get it, even if you're not in the range of itemizing. And then we got the 12,000 bringing the taxable income to 17,400 tax at 1,901 in this example. Next example. During 2018, Joe paid 1,100 interest on her qualified student loan. Only she is legally obligated to make the payments. Joe's parents claim her as dependent on their 2018 tax return. In this case, neither Joe nor her parents may deduct the student loan Joe paid in 2018. So Joe can't take the deduction in this case because she's being claimed as the dependent on her parents' tax return. And we saw that that's going to be one of the restrictions for it. Back to the text, interest paid by others. If you are the person legally obligated to make interest payments and someone else makes a payment of interest on your behalf, you are treated as receiving the payment from the other person and in turn paying the interest. So we can imagine a situation where we had interest paid and then someone else is, is going to make the payment for us. Possibly uh, someone related to us or something like that is going to make the payment and they make the payment directly to the bank. They write the check to the bank, make the payment. Well, what happens then? They can't take the benefit of the student loan interest because, of course, it's not their loan. They made a payment for our loan. So the, the code is basically saying, well, we will treat that as if the payment was made to the person making the loan and then the loan payment was made as opposed to directly to the loan because it's basically the same thing, right? They could have paid the person who had the loan, the taxpayer, who could have then paid the loan and it would in essence be the same thing. So the tax code is basically saying we're going to treat it as if that was happening and therefore be able to take the deduction. Back to an, an example. Example one, Darla obtained a qualified student loan to attend college. After Darla's graduation from college, she worked as an intern for a nonprofit organization. As part of the internship program, the nonprofit organization made interest payments on behalf of Darla. This payment was treated as additional compensation and reported on her form W-2 box one. Assuming all other uh, qualifications are met, Dollar, Darla can deduct this payment of interest on her tax return. So she got paid and it got paid this time by the employer. Note what happened though. It got paid by the employer and then it got included in the W-2 box one, meaning it was part of compensation. So it's going to be included in income because it's part of compensation being included in uh, box one and therefore she's going to pay taxes on it in other words it's going to include it's going to increase in other words if we take a look at the form here <laughs> example form it's going to increase line one for wages because their w-2 wages went up by the amount that was paid because the the employer paying off the loan is of course a form of compensation typically so it would be increasing here but also would be getting the deduction 
because we're going to treat that payment as if it, it, it was made to Darla and then Darla made the payments when in actuality it was withheld from the paycheck most likely and then paid directly to the institution. So that's going to mean that we, we still get something like this deduction. We didn't see the dollar amount deduction still there. And in this case, it would be a payment that was earned income that was paid directly to the third party, including the, the income then being included in line one. Back to the text example two. Ethan attained a qualified student loan to attend college. After graduating from college, the first monthly payment on his loan was due in December. As a gift, Ethan's mother made this payment for him. No one is claiming Ethan as a dependent on his or her tax return. Assuming all other qualifications are met, Ethan can deduct this payment of interest on his tax return. So in this case, we have a similar situation. But now we have Ethan's mother making the payment. So Ethan's mother made the payment for the loan payment. And in this case, it's a little different note because obviously if his mother made the payment, that does, it's not going to be income. It's not going to be something that's going to be included in line one as income as it was in the employer situation where it was included. Even in that case, however, it's still treated as if the mother in essence gave the money to the taxpayer and then the taxpayer made it. Why is that okay? Well, if it was paid to the taxpayer, it looks like a gift and it's okay. The gift is okay. Gifts don't have to be included in, in income. So the assumption there would be, well, the money was gifted to the, to, uh, the taxpayer and then paid. If it was something from the employer paying the employee, well, then you can't really have that gift situation because the IRS wants somebody to pay tax. It looks like compensation. <laughs> so, so if the employer pays it in some way, then typically it would have to be compensation included in line one and then the deduction still being there if it's some like a relative or something like that well then the assumption would be in essence that it was a gift to the taxpayer and then uh, they paid the tax with it and therefore get the deduction for it back to the text no double benefit allowed you can't deduct as interest on a student loan any amount that is an allowable deduction under any other provision of the tax law for example home mortgage interest so in this case we can't get two two benefits from the same payment so if we have some type of deduction with relation to the interest payments we can't take two deductions we can't double up on the deductions